follow us on patreon.com forward slash strange bedfellows. You will have to enter that in because the fact that we are adult content means that we have agreed to make ourselves unsearchable on their website. My name is Elle and I'm a sex educator. My name is Jen and I'm a private investigator. We want to learn more about ourselves. I'm like the boring vanilla one over here that's like, I don't do anything, but I'm, cu- I'm curious. And the fact that we're both sex workers means that we have insight into things taboo. Trigger warning, if you're easily upset by this stuff, maybe take a break. I have a feeling this is going to be weird. Sex and politics make for some very strange bedfellows. Jenna Vesper is a comedian and podcaster, and you can follow her at Jenna with a Smile on so many media platforms. Your podcast is called Date Card Pod, and it's on iTunes and Stitcher. Your Instagram that I knew of, that I follow, is Jenna with a Smile. The one I'm about to follow also is Jenna with a straw. (laughs) Please explain Jenna with a straw again. Well, it's a bunch of pictures of me drinking a PBR with a straw, um, often focusing on my chest and my lips. Yeah. Art. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. So so we had a good little like, uh, what's it called? Cliff's Notes version of you in the the kitchen just now before we started recording. we're going to jump right in after uh, the tattoo on your arm. <laughs> it says, no, thank you. Yes. So that pulled me right in. <laughs> um, I also, I've seen tattoos that say, please ask. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, or just ask first was another one similar. So what is that about? Well, I got it about a couple years ago um, from a friend who just got her tattooing uh, license give a, a shout out to patience um she oh she did my wiener really yeah let me you want to see it oh my god you, see my wiener? you have a wiener yes. yeah wiener tattoo. what wiener tattoo oh my god i can't so yeah good. i have a wiener do a stripper move and stick your leg up it's just like a hot dog oh, with cute. some mustard and ketchup on you it. love i love wieners so. you love wieners oh, i really do that's so great patience is awesome yeah um, she's rad i got it for I'm also a childcare provider, so I'm I'm pretty big into um, using like no thank you instead of just saying no or screaming at a child um, mm-hmm. and being polite to them. And I feel like that works best for kids. Mm-hmm. And so I was already using no thank you all the time, and would also use it like in my adult life. You know, when like somebody would kind of bump into me and be like, "No thank you," mm-hmm. you know, that's not what I would like. Uh, and mm-hmm. then I've struggled for years with. But, you know, um, situations uh, sexually in the bedroom with whether I'm, you know, enjoying sex or this is a situation I want to be a part of. And you I bring it up because you said that you'd listen to the previous episode where we talked about regrettable sex. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God, there's a term for it. So good. I didn't know. I was just like, you know, sex I just didn't really want to have, but like still kind of did have and maybe kind of enjoyed it, but didn't really want to or. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When when it's with a partner that you're not invested enough Mm -hmm. in to like want to teach what you like and you're like your technique is hopeless. Yeah. Or it's just like scary and nerve wracking. You said that it had brought up previous issues yeah I definitely I was sexually assaulted when I was 17 and I said no you know multiple times and none of it that doesn't matter to obviously a lot of people um monsters (laughs) and Mm -hmm. uh I think that it's just it sticks with you forever in a lot of ways and that's a it it affects you in 
all the ways, like just saying no to something, whether it's going to on a date, whether it's doing an event you don't really want to do anything. And then also in the bedroom. But it's so hard to say no, because even if you do it politely or nicely, you're afraid that somebody's going to ignore your requests Mm -hmm. and push forward, Mm -hmm. whether it's in violence or pressure or just like general abuse. Mm -hmm. And And I was going to say, is there a vulnerability to doing comedy? Because you talk about this stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. It's you are putting yourself out there. Uh, Yeah. My comedy is pretty open and um, pretty open and pretty like just out there. And I talk a lot about my sexual wants and needs and sex that I have. And, um, And sometimes I think some audiences maybe see it as a challenge or or like certain men are probably like oh well she probably just hasn't had this dick or whatever <laughs> and <laughs> i'm like no i have had that dick and it wasn't that great but uh yeah it- i saw you at um i saw you at the slut walk after party at funhouse lounge yes. and you were performing in a bikini top and the bikini mm-hmm. top looks like breasts yeah and a skirt breasts. and i don't remember you know obviously i don't remember your material but i remember the themes and like the points of it and i was like wow i like this person and it does seem like you're kind of like throwing it in their faces like yeah, I'm going to talk about how fucking shitty this was yeah. and these kinds of people treated me this way and I fucking dare you to like say otherwise. Do you ever get heckled? Um, actually, no, not really. Okay. I think that my style is pretty uh, blunt and in their face. There's not much time for people to heckle. I get some people who react strongly, which I love when I talk about um, this kind of these subjects or I talk about my dead parents. <laughs> I just say so <laughs> casually. Uh, people will generally like kind of like cover their face and be like, oh my God, I can't believe she's talking about that. And I love those reactions almost more than laughter. Well, what would really. they have you talk about? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, yeah. So I was making a bologna sandwich the other day. And... Yeah, like, as, a, as, a, as a female, I uh, identifying comic I just I have things to talk about and I don't know my comedy is definitely about me um I started about it'll be three years in March and I did it mostly just to get stuff out of my my head and out of my chest and I don't really write jokes that are based off of like you know the politics or the world happening which I super admire people who can do that I am just not that good of a writer my stuff is (laughs) well you're new you're new and how old are you I'm 33 Okay, yeah. yeah. So like there's You time. look like you're 23. Oh, thank you. you. I, I try to dress young <laughs> <laughs> and immature. <laughs> if you want to dress like like too young for your age, like go buy a Victoria's Secret jumpsuit. Ooh, okay. their stock is falling, which I'm fucking yes. yeah, right? finally because apparently I'm not somebody's fantasy and I trust me I am. Mhm. Yeah. So there's really interesting purity myths that are perpetuated by Victoria's Secret too because oh, yeah. I mean, what are we we're putting a certain type of woman really ideally on a pedestal and they never have short hair and they never have tattoos and they're never fat i haven't shopped there in so long for that reason because it's so like yes i i get that you know i get why models are a certain size and why they're forced on Mm -hmm. but i just fucking i'm just too old to have that forced on me why are they a certain size uh, well, the apparently so the fashion industry says it's so because of sample sizes right Mm -hmm. because they they don't want to have to Use a lot to, of material and use fabric. a lot of material, makeup, and for everyone needs to be around the same size. And that size needs to be like a zero, apparently. I, I mean, feel we like all there's know, so much waste in the fashion industry. We all know that that's, that's oh, like yeah. bullshit. That's bullshit. Um, no. But, but Victoria's Secret just seems to be the most, like, I don't buy fashion magazines, but go walking in Victoria's Secret seems like the most egregious 
example of like having some Cosmo shit forced down my throat mm-hmm. and it's cheesy. I don't think their shit's that cute. I, I feel don't like fucking I, care and it's badly made. When I look it's at Victoria's Secret, I look at I feel like the people who buy stuff from there are the type of couples that don't get each other off. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. what bad sex is made out mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. yeah it's like that girl wearing that that very fancy like teddy that um they're not supposed to remove or something you know like wait yeah. are we supposed to be just like getting fucking naked and sweaty together and destroying mm-hmm. each other's bodies consensually <laughs> in a nice way <laughs> in yeah. a good way totally yeah. yeah i agree that no there, there's something there's something there that when you look at american sexuality as a whole and like what kind of I use the word tightrope a lot that I feel like women are asked to walk where mm-hmm. it's like be sexy but not too sexy be sexual but on these terms hashtag mermaid hair like uh, yeah <laughs> so the Victoria's oh. Secret is like the woman that's so beautiful she's practically untouchable yes and like what kind of life is that I don't want to be fucking untouchable and put yeah. on a pedestal I'm a human being <laughs> Plus that underwear is shit. Oh yeah. It's (laughs) uncomfortable and it's I think their human rights watch score is very low. Mm -hmm. I don't know where their shit's made. Oh. Anyway. Probably by by five year olds in a sweatshop in Bangladesh. Yeah, quite. Oh, that's really depressing. So don't buy Victoria's Secret is what we're saying. Um So what are some, you said you talk about your deceased parents. Yes. Um, I didn't even want to say dead parents because it sounds harsh when I say it because both of mine are alive. So. You and Jen high-fived though earlier. Yes, we did. You did. We, we both have a, have dead parents. Yeah. It's a bonding thing for club. people. Yeah, yeah. What were like... you listing the pros about again? Oh, like, that you don't have to call them anymore on the holidays or buy them gifts. Or pretend to care about yeah, their friends. Yeah, no, it's great. And then like, I, I have a joke about it and one of the, other elements is that like I don't have to pay for their home you know oh yeah in the future so when that's you put, great. Oh, yeah mm-hmm. we're not gonna have to take mm-hmm. care of them no it's really kind of nice so we just we we did a big fuck you to that whole concept be like oh I'm gonna have children because like who's gonna take care of me when I'm old I'm like take care of your fucking self like what the fuck I'm well, sorry as <laughs> when I get too infirm I'm just gonna eat a cyanide capsule yeah anyway, so. I don't I'm sorry I do not want to live past like 60 tops a lot of people don't like that conversation but I, I'm no, getting old is scary. Mm-hmm. I have I just talked to my grandpa the other day. My mom's like, call him, it's his birthday. I'm like, when has that ever mattered before? <laughs> and then I thought, oh shit, that must mean something else doesn't. is going on. Yeah. So I call him and immediately he starts telling me how grandma has been in and out of the hospital last she's not doing good. Okay. So I had talked to grandma last year. Grandma was a smoker and a drinker and ate a lot of fatty foods, and they told them in the sixties it was good for you to lay in the sun. So grandma's had a lot of things cut out of her, okay? She's like fighting a multi front war there yeah, yeah. I, and something is gonna kill me right so so i call grandma l yes that's her name um anyway she had told me last year she said if i had known i was gonna live this long i would have taken better care of myself and she's like in her 80s now so yeah. for people you know like anyway so uh for someone who has living relatives like even their parents this is separate my parents are living and my dad continues to micro traumatize me so mm. at least that'll be the trade-off yeah mm. exactly you don't have to deal with that anymore yeah. <laughs> i still have to deal with like disapproving family in other ways but um mm. that's fine i just don't talk to them it's also you know really convenient to use them to get out of things mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Oh, so what? Come to the Christmas party. Uh, You know, my parents are dead, and it's a very hard time for me. And I I prefer to. (laughs) To, to honor them alone and you know mm-hmm. it's a it's a very personal thing why yeah. I can't come to your bullshit event or <laughs> it mm-hmm. sucks I think people now people who know me and see my comedy and hang out with me 
I can never use that excuse though because I talk about it on stage too much. Mm-hmm. And I, I know now I'm blowing my wad now too. <laughs> right. And everyone's like, oh, you don't really care, do you anymore? You use it as a, like a card. I'm like, no, I do care. I go to therapy. I'm in therapy every week. So, I mean, I still have severe abandonment issues and validation struggles that I think really <laughs> is like, the, the, the crux of my fucking world. I do so much in my life. I'm constantly, I'm trying to produce every show, go to everything be around everybody just so I can get as much validation as possible. You can say, are you an extrovert? Yes. Generally, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, comics tend to be pretty like mentally unwell. Yeah. Anxious. Dude, comics are sick people. No yeah, offense. No, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, and, it is. Yeah. But, Humor but you're comes funny. from such a black place. Exactly. You know? mm-hmm. And I was going to yeah. say, there's central themes in your work and people come to see this because I think a lot of people who feel similarly or stuff will come up for them this is how they get to have that bit of therapy is like yeah. laughing right laughing that's something together. That they could relate to mm-hmm. right and then somebody's being strong enough to be on stage and say it mm-hmm. and they're like wow what oh my god you know mm-hmm. i've had people thank me for that and like cry because they're like well that was so that was what i was thinking mm-hmm. and i'm like really like this is just the fucked up shit that was in my head that i just thought of <laughs> it helped somebody and it helps yeah mm-hmm. so and it helps me like that's the reason i'm doing it what are some central themes in your work um, I talk about like semi-dead parents. I talk about my body hair. <laughs> body uh, hair? Yeah, I don't shave anymore. Okay. Um, it's been about three years. And I talk about that on stage. It was funny you mentioned earlier, like hashtag mermaid hair. I have a joke where I'm talking about my long um, pubic hair and how I, and at one point in the joke, I go hashtag long hair, don't care. Um, <laughs> I remember get a, that. Get tag. a beach waver for that shit. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, the, the, the bun of the joke is ultimately, I also fuck women and women don't care if it's long hair down there. Hashtag long hair, don't care because they can find the clit <laughs> sight unseen. <laughs> <laughs> so you've had some bad sex with men is what you're saying yeah <laughs> uh, yes I, uh, also some you know just a good just enough good sex with men to keep you coming back right, right? what right. the fuck i actually did the numbers at one point i should recalculate in my brain but like i i figured that it was like a one in four chance of me having like a good positive interaction yeah post penis yeah. and vagina that sounds about right really have- yeah I these days it's so few and far between <laughs> for me. I mean, I'm like the yeah. sort of person I used to have so much sex when I was younger, and now like I don't know. Since about 35, it's like I've had like three partners. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, exactly. I would like more. Well, then that's on you, <laughs> buddy. But, You're but also, I just but I'm really picky now, and just and I'm tired, and just I don't have time to look for it. Yeah. And you want quantity or quality. Sorry. Oh, my God. Freudian slip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you want quality. Definitely. Freud. Speaking of Freud real quick. Apparently, Freud had researched a bunch about women's trauma relating to men. Actually, remember, we did that episode 21. It's a man's world. So mm. Freud actually had researched a bunch and then his peers didn't like the research. So under pressure, he caved and destroyed it. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, there's writings and readings about this. I'll update y'all's. But um. So yeah, he knew he was right. Like trauma, trauma caught or abuse trauma to people is what creates these like anxiety, depression, like patterns and behaviors in the people, you know, like, of course you're anxious because growing up as a child, you got screamed at all the time and literally anything you did would Duh. be upsetting. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're an anxious person now because you're afraid of failing because you consistently were failing no matter what you did. Mm. you know like 
this is why child abuse gives people like complex well, why and why people have like weird triggers mm-hmm. well, yeah because like, weird things trigger me and oh, not yeah. in, not in the like oh trigger won't you know no. any right wingers can go fuck yourselves on that but yeah there's it's the, a real word guys it's, it's a, a real, real word, word and it's a real thing i get really deeply triggered by there's something about an older the way an older southern man talks oh, that really yes. sets me off because I, I grew up in the south and i started in the sex industry in the south and i can just hear hear them ordering me around and just mm-hmm. i just even even a nice man you know nice southern man i still hear that and i buckle a little mm-hmm. bit i'm like like that's deep get- that's deep in you yep. and this is why we're so glad that we have art like podcasts and comedy to talk yes, about these things definitely yeah oh yeah it's huge. well and you brought up earlier that comics are a fucking group of sick individuals <laughs> we are <laughs> we're so fucked up but i mean there's also some really great ones out there doing really good stuff um but you did bring it up um when you were emailing me earlier Al, about mm-hmm. this the community and abuse and sexual assaults and everything has been happening a lot the me too movement is like huge in the comedy world because a lot of those people were the ones being called out publicly. What do you say when people tell you that women can't aren't funny? Do you hear that? Is that some shit you hear? Because I feel like it's something that I. That's an old say. train of thought. It's There's actually, still men that still believe that. Yes, but I, I don't agree, hear that. You know. I don't hear that the way I heard that in the '90s no. as a child. I will say that. No, Portland is really, really, for better or for worse, really PC and progressive within the comedy community in the sense that they make a huge to do about how good they're doing how many women how many poc Mm -hmm. how many queer people they're booking however they actually still fuck up the uh, actions speak louder than words in my opinion within the community we do not hear from other fellow males um and our peers that women are not funny and they're not deserving we don't how often do women get to headline though i mean that's the thing not Uh, often i mean it does happen but like the majority of the headliners the majority of the performers on any given showcase are primarily men hmm. and primarily white and and there's so much and there is tons of of people to choose from the problem is a lot of people will come at you and be like oh well they're not show ready now here's the fucked up thing about that is like to be show ready versus like an open mic comic women and queers and poc constantly have to be better you know they have the right. level that Flawless. they yeah they have to meet with just a basic straight white man um gets booked yeah and it's like we have to really work so hard and be seen as something that's respectable and something that's not gonna fuck up and waste everybody's time and be funny because that is what they're telling us that we're gonna go on stage and we're gonna talk about their period and then we're gonna isolate the entire uh audience mm-hmm. right but I mean, we're not well, period I mean, jokes are good once in a while but still yeah i mean that's how kind of, i feel like that's like every artistic <laughs> medium like i make um my hobby my hobby is i'm really into techno and i produce techno and there's always in portland yeah it's the same thing the same three dudes mm-hmm. always playing opening there will be every now and then there will be a woman on the bill always first so yeah. you're never there in time to see her and mm-hmm. it's just like what's the point and i just don't want to fucking beg these jack offs to give me a chance no especially when i've been like programming synthesizers when they were fucking listening to nickelback in middle school but you know right we're taking a break now <laughs> attention service and sex industry workers seeking space yoga is dedicated to providing a holistic option for after your shift with new 3 a.m and 4 a.m class times seeking space is rooted in empathy 
and they've combined creative flows and experienced teachers to provide a safe, inviting space for any and all wishing to find peace on the mat. Need a little motivation? They are offering 10% off on all memberships and packages for those in the industry. Visit SeekingSpaceYoga.com or download the Seeking Space Yoga app for more information and a full list of class times. If you're looking to jazz up a jacket, bag, or just your fine self, our friends at Gimme Flair have everything you could possibly need. Gimme Flair is the largest online retailer of pins and patches that range from the cute and sweet to the snarky and slutty. They are sex positive, queer friendly, and aim to crush mental health stigma, all with fun flair from around the globe. Check out gimmeflare.com to browse items from over 250 plus artists. Strange Bedfellows is also brought to you by Black Bulb Podcast. If you've ever wondered about the deeper meaning behind some of today's art, why not hear from the artists themselves? Your hosts, Alex and Ben, collect influential artists of the West Coast to discover how they seek inspiration, how they handle mental health, and how to make a living as an artist in today's digital world. All discussed on Black Bulb Podcast. That's black like the color and bulb like a light bulb. Welcome back to Strange Bedfellows. Please <laughs> listen to us talk about butt stuff on our patreon.com forward slash strange bedfellows. We're here with Jenna Vesper. Hello. Jenna with a smile. Yeah. All over the place. Mm-hmm. And with a straw. And with a straw. Jenna with a straw. I, I just we get into that. <laughs> it's not just about me <laughs> drinking PBR with a straw. I have a whole thing about it because there's there's four main reasons why I do it. One, I want to keep my lipstick looking good. <laughs> You are actually oh, like wearing why a really yeah. amazing Thank purple. You. It's almost like a grayish lipstick. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Um, I have sensitive oh. teeth and mm. drinking cold beer hurts that. Mm-hmm. Um, if it has a straw in it, I will know which PBR is mine within a group of people. And four, it's slightly harder to drug. There you go. <laughs> See, those are my okay. reasons for I it. love that you like know a group of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm out drinking like six nights a week with comics and you know you're at a bar and you're like hey we're all cheap bastards where which PBR is mine it's like I know this one's mine okay so as someone who is the same age as you but still um gonna mom the shit out of you right yes, now please, no, it's fine. okay so one and two are totally legitimate and this mm-hmm. is why that they should never ban straws outright but just right. like what California did was just make them so that you have to ask for them now in an effort to reduce waste but people like, no, straws are like some people just kind of need straws, like yeah. either if they're disabled to where they can't like pick up a drink or it right. helps them drink or like also if just you have sensitive TVs. Um, three and four, I can't believe you leave your drink down anyway and <laughs> just trust no one's yeah, going to fuck with it. Number four, what are you talking about? It's harder to draw. No, they'd have to like move, S- move the straw, the straw. <laughs> and like try to do that. And it's it, would, like I, it just might be it too much of a hassle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't make okay. it impossible. It just makes it harder. Oh, man. You oh, know, so and if he's scanning the room, the lion's yeah. scanning the gazelles, right? You're yeah. still in the middle of the pack mm-hmm. there with that straw. You're too much trouble. Mm-hmm. Also, I think <laughs> people don't want to fuck with me. I don't get laid as often as a lot of um, 
my <laughs> comedy peers, they all fuck each other. It's disgusting. Um, but like sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I would like to get fucked by my comedy peers, but I don't get it because I'm on stage constantly like yelling about how they didn't make me orgasm or, you know, that men in general didn't make me <laughs> orgasm or that, um, they don't see that know, as a challenge. Yeah. Or that I'm really hairy or that like, I don't care about this or this or this. And I'm really like intense about it. And I feel like they're like, wow, Jenna doesn't take any shit. And I'm like, Hey, I will take some shit. You know, you could walk on me a little bit, please. please. Yeah, well, obviously, please. <laughs> please walk on me a little bit. If if I was a hot male comic, I would fuck you. Oh, thank you. I mean, I've had I've had some sex with people. I had sex with a pretty famous comic once, oh, or yeah? twice, actually, and he was on, like, Conan or something, so. Oh, I would yeah. have sex with Conan. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I bet he's fun. Oh, yeah, probably. I would do Jon Stewart. Oh, 100%. And yeah. Yeah, I would do him too. Mm-hmm. Cylindrical mm-hmm. head. Mm-hmm. Just like, slide on it. <laughs> daddy. Put Super it in. daddy. He's like, yeah. a, that's like ultimate daddy He's for like me. Kind of mm-hmm. almost granddaddy. He's mm-hmm. like young granddaddy. Mm-hmm. Hi, I don't puppy. Know. <laughs> Sorry. Hi, puppy, though. It's okay. <laughs> um, so, what are the shows we we're talking about earlier before we went to break about how things tend to be produced or headlined by the dudes Mm -hmm. uh what are what are some of the shows that you're doing right now um well i produce a couple shows in town i produce comic strip which is a show that's hosted by chris edrick which you know Um, he's he's amazing Mm -hmm. um and i love producing that show it's a show where the comics get naked as they do their jokes um throughout their set god that's gotta be hard (laughs) it's really really amazing and and really um i honestly i i cry every time we have the show because I have comics that go, they're nervous about it and they go on stage and you can see they're having literally the time of their life up Mm. there and they get off and they like are, thank you so much. We just had a show on Friday and one of the ladies was like, that literally changed the way I look about my life because she talked about her vulva on stage and she's had a lot of shame about her vulva and it was so amazing. And it's like, that's what I, that's what the show is about is not just going up there and being like salacious and funny and mm-hmm. awkward because comics are not necessarily sexy people, you know, typically. <laughs> I find, I mean, I guess I just find humor, humor is so sexy. sexy that I just can't even pay, you know, if yeah, you're but funny. Could they dance? Could they dance or could they take off their clothing and be like a, a stripper? You know, not depending that. where. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's funny. And we have a poll on stage and, some comics get very into it. It's a really great show. So I produce that. And I also produce another show called Smut with Belinda Carroll, um, a pretty uh, awesome comic in town. And what that's just Smut? like a blue, you know, crass, sex-themed comedy show. And we just encourage all the comics to kind of talk about, you know, um, sex, drugs, rock and roll, crass, stuff you wouldn't invite your grandma to, you know. <laughs> nice. That's like the best stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we try to, you know, we're both queer and women and we try to make the lineups really big on that. But it is hard at some point because ultimately because of the amount of abuse that does happen in the community because everyone's drinking and doing inappropriate things. And, and people have and, their own trauma yeah, and communication issues. A lot of women that don't go out you know and perform as much there are plenty of women comics to choose from and plenty of uh you know when i say women i want everyone and i'm also just saying women identified you know but right. there's there's so many that also will stay home because they don't want to be harassed they don't want to be abused they don't want to be heckled they don't want to be fucked with they don't want the disrespect of being put last on an open mic list every night of the week that they go out right. so we do lose a lot of really great performers so sometimes some bookers do have trouble 
mm-hmm. you know, filling their shows. So it is like a never ending cycle that just eats itself. Mm-hmm. And I want to try to make spaces where people will feel comfortable, you know, mm-hmm. being themselves. And I sometimes don't feel like I'm the best example as a comedian, even though I do hustle and I try my hardest. But like, I'm also not out there to make money. I'm not trying to get famous and go on Conan one day. <laughs> um, I'm I'm really doing it for to get things out of my own heart and space and then also to help people and to have those conversations with people mm-hmm. um and i would be nice to have like a platform i always say i just want like a platform but it doesn't need to be a big platform i like just that something jenna vesper well this is a platform mm. yeah let's, let's yeah, take some go. listener questions Ooh, i love those was first going and first started doing comedy i would try to rehearse it a lot and for me it doesn't work but that's that's just me a lot of comics love. yay okay good so this one is so funny because this these themes just tend to form themselves sometimes in episode. I love it. Question that I received was, it seems that sex workers are really confident and are great at being sexy and social (laughs) without an awkwardness. I was wondering if that is something that comes naturally or if it's learned over time. Oh, good. Because I had wanted to ask you if you had ever bombed and how, and your tips for turning around a bad crowd. Can we, 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 let's laugh at this question though, because that's, the question is like, all right, does it come natural? No, everyone's different. But yeah. like, I I love that it seems that sex workers are really confident because the most of the ones I know are not confident going on shift. Like we're, this is why we drink, you know, right? or yeah. like smoke weed or just have a lot of fucking anxiety about well, the we work we do. We just have to appear to be confident. I mean, it's like right. a role. It's like a role <laughs> you play, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we talked about this in a previous episode. Jen and I were talking about, um, how do you modify just your body language to appear more relaxed? Oh yeah, I like when you perform, Jenna. You have, you stand f- straight, like square. Your feet are evenly spaced, and you tend to have your arms kind of open. Yeah, like your body language is so receptive to the room, mm-hmm. and that's a very vulnerable way to present yourself. I feel like I have two Jennas though on stage. I have if my jokes are about being kind of like in your face and loud and like saying shit. I'm like that. I'm open. I'm big. I use my hands outward mm-hmm. and I'm, yeah, I'm like leaning towards them. And then I have a few jokes. I don't do them as much, but where I'm pretending to be shy and anxious and unsure of what I'm saying. And I immediately, yeah, you just kind of turn your head and get down. You don't look at the audience. Mm-hmm. You stutter and like stumble your words. And then it changes the whole outlook of the joke. And yeah. it does. You completely change the way people are seeing you. Right. With those and, cues. and you can you can either be acting that or you could be feeling it. But either way, it doesn't really matter to the audience Mm-mm. sometimes because a lot of times they won't tell. They won't be able to tell. No. I have people that are like, oh, my God, you look so cool and just so confident up there. I, and I'm just like <laughs> thinking like, oh, fuck, lady, you have no idea. Yeah, right. There's like a CNN like news ticker of like, I fucking hate myself, like running through my brain <laughs> the whole time. And, why, just, and why would you show that on stage? Right. Like for anyone with dancer or comedic or, you know, if that's just not what you're Just don't look in, at me. Just right. don't, don't look at me. So, I mean. so to the question is, I think it's you know, some people obviously are more comfortable in front of crowds. Um, the majority of us are not. And if mm-hmm. you really love what you're doing or you just have to fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you get in that space or you drink booze. I mean, uh-huh. that's unfortunate. I'm sure that that is the case. I mean, so many comics just get so drunk in order to perform. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty lucky that I don't have stage fright. Um, I do like to have a drink or two, but I don't need it to get on stage. That's nice. Yeah. I but, have a horrific stage fright. Mm-hmm. Really bad. It's stage real. Fright. It's so real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
So here's another fun. This is a you two don't have children. Nope. But I think having been children, <laughs> you can probably answer <laughs> theoretically. It. Let's see. Yeah. Go. Let's go back. Uh, Jen, would you like to read this one? I thought this would be the best place to ask this question. I want to be as sex and body positive as I can in my household. My husband and I have two children. Our son is six. Our daughter is four. Tonight, for the first time, our son walked in on us having sex. It was dark, but I have no doubt he heard and saw. My instincts are to ask him if he has any questions. Any advice on how to handle this experience? Mm. Oh, God. I never, I never walked in on that, but I heard it. Mm-hmm. And I was you? profoundly repulsed. How old like were you? Eight or nine. Okay, well, you were older. But I also grew up, you know, I'm, my dad raised me and we didn't talk about sex. Like we, yeah. you know, like he was not comfy. We just weren't that kind of household. So I, I was extra in the dark and extra just kind of fucking grossed out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, Jenna, did you my, ever? My fa- I, I do think I walked in on my parents once as well. I don't think they talked about it with me, but we were a pretty open family. We like we were a nude family. Like oh. my family like walked around naked and it really wasn't there was no inappropriate, you know, um, behavior. But it was we took showers together. We were just like pretty open with I our took bodies. showers with my mom until yeah. I was a teenager because we had dance class. Um, she was a teacher, but she, me and my sister were just like, OK, hop in. Yeah. You know? I mean, you save time and money and, mm-hmm. and like whatever. I think if so there's so the much. Of my- yeah. There's so much like negativity about sex. Like, yeah, I just I do think it's really important to be open about that stuff and to not make sex or our bodies shameful. I mean, I think Agreed. that's the thing with even comic strip the show, you know, comics will be like, I would never, ever let my family know I did this. I'm like, I wish this wasn't the case. I wish we all weren't so ashamed of our bodies. I understand why you would not let your mom know, but mm-hmm. like, I wish it was different and I wish we didn't have to be so ashamed of what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so my advice is as far as coming from sex educator oh yeah, background, I would say don't bring it up. Um, unless you sense your child is like thinking about it, maybe like if they're weird at breakfast or something, but (laughs) most six year olds, they don't know what the heck you're doing. They don't know that there's any shame around it unless you indicate that there's, that you feel shame around it. You know, like what your kid walked in on is what kids have been walking in on forever because families, people, Neanderthals, I mean, we all lived in little caves. We've been fucking around each other forever. Mm -hmm. We became, we're all well, we weren't Neanderthals, but you know what I mean? Homo sapiens developed, but we've lived in these small little communities where it's like, we didn't have a lot of privacy. We've modernized in the last couple thousand years, but like kids walk in on their parents having sex. It happens. It's always happened. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say if he asks, what were you and daddy doing? You could say, what do you think me and daddy were doing? Maybe he'll say wrestling and you can say, yeah, we were wrestling the way adults do, (laughs) you know, like he's, he's six. And if, if my kid is six and honestly, if bird hears, if she asks, what were you and B doing last night? I heard some noises. I'll say, oh, I'm really sorry. Me and B were actually having sex because we watch nature shows and she sees animals Mm -hmm. mating. Right. And she knows that they put a penis in a vagina and that's a thing that animals do. And she also knows that that's what me and her dad did to make her. Okay. But it's like these conversations have only come up. Like I, I picked up poodle from the groomer the other day. They brought me the wrong dog. 
They brought me the wrong poodle. Okay. Portland has a lot of poodles. It's fine. They were grooming one when I dropped him off. Another lady was picking hers up. They gave me the wrong one. Oh, my God. So, and then when I was dropping my daughter off that day, I told my ex-husband, I said, oh, your dogs got groomed also. And he says, yeah. I said, where'd you go? He went to the same place. So it was a poodly day there, right? The way that I had identified so quickly, because this dog actually looked like my dog, <laughs> but I looked down and my dog has testicles. Oh. So... I never nice. cut those off. So they're very cute nice. too. He's yeah. got cute little they're balls. They're so cute, little curly balls. <laughs> but <laughs> love it. Where's Poodle? So I'm saying the point of the story is I'll show you a picture. They're please. so cute. I took a picture. She did. Oh. She took a picture of my dog's like, balls last week. The point so of the cute. story is as I'm telling her dad that you know I I looked under his tail and I could see that this one didn't have testicles. My daughter said she's standing there. Uh, she says, "Was it a girl dog?" And I said, no, it actually wasn't a girl dog. It was a boy dog, but they had cut off his testicles. And she says, why? And I said, so, why that, he not? so that he can't make puppies. <laughs> sorry, Jen showed me a photo of his balls. <laughs> she did. I watched. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, and my child thought about it for a second and looked at me and her dad. And we're both like, yeah, you cut off the dog's balls so they can't make puppies. And mm. my child was like, Okay. And then just like took her shoes off and went inside. Yeah. So this is how kids learn about sex. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of small conversations where you give them very basic facts. If they ask, don't make it complicated. They won't get it. Yeah. And talk about consent always. Yeah. Make it as simple, simple as possible. Yeah. That's the way that adults like to share touch sometimes. Mm -hmm. When they've, when they've talked to each other about it. Yeah. So your kid will be fine. No kid ever is going to have their whole life ruined and traumatized because they, I mean, definitely I think like I can still remember the way speaking of balls, this is going to upset someone, but I can still remember when I walked in on my dad putting his underwear on and I remember what my dad's balls looked like Mm -hmm. as he was like, Oh, and I was like, shit, I still remember that visual and like, Uh. ew, but whatever. It's my dad. It's, Life is such, you know. You came from there. I came from those balls, dude. <laughs> Literally, I am balls my dad's Balls are so team. weird. I'm never really quite sure what to do with them. Yeah. Oh, treat them like tender little eggs because that's basically what they are. Oh, I know. I mean, I'm, I'm very careful with them, but I'm not... But I mean, like, have that as your mentality. Like, mm-hmm. these are life-giving little gentle... You don't like them, like, kind of on your eyes when they're, like, face-fucking you, mm, you know? Warm and fuzzy. Yeah, just kind of... No, Covering. I like to hold them. <laughs> you like to hold them? Yeah, they're nice. Holding like balls is nice. Light stress balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I dated this guy once that had it was so weird. He had like huge hanging nuts. Like, yeah, really distended <laughs> I mean, from the body. Like really big, and they were just like slap the fuck out of you. Slap around sometimes, which was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah reach but up sometimes to your, yeah. they were always felt kind of like. They weren't really hairy, so they were kind of like sticky and just, you know, and that kind of weirded me out. I would have liked it if they were like maybe a little like drier and hairier. Mm -hmm. So it didn't, so they didn't like it. So there wasn't like a, you know, that's a preference thing. That's another good reason to stop shaving your pubic hair. There you go. Mm -hmm. I also just didn't like him very much though. Well, that's another good reason. So I wasn't really, I never really wanted to play with them or they always kind of, I was vaguely uncomfortable with them. Like if like. It's like the, there was a little, like a tiny spider on the other side of the room. Like, oh my god! It's, right, it's not right next to you, but you feel like the balls are just... an eye on it. You know, you're like, eh, I don't know. That is like so. the best. 
his balls were the elephant in the room. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I need. I'm gonna borrow that. Okay, it's amazing. That's great. It's just a spider in the corner. You know it's there, but you're like, we're cool. It's, we're cool. As long as like, you I'm don't fine. like. As long as you don't start dropping down. You know, yeah, yeah, or tea bagging. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no tea bagging this guy. Um, yeah. yeah. Pro tip, actually. I not wasn't a, gonna put him in my mouth. Like you know. beginner tip: if you like the person, you'll probably like their balls more than if you don't like the person. Right. Mm-hmm. Probably. And maybe no. you should just ask. I mean, I guess I could probably just For like what? ask my partner what like, they want. What, like, do you want me to mess with them? Mm-hmm. Or are they too sensitive? I don't, mm-hmm. What do you want me to do with these? Well, don't be so dry about it. Well, I won't. What do you want me to do with these? <laughs> Why don't you put those dirty things in my mouth? Uh, Why don't you? God, what am Larry. What to do with this? Uh, let's take our second break. <laughs> hey, friends. Do you get sore muscles or stiff joints like us? How's your skin? Is it dry, itchy, irritated, bruised, or sunburned? If so, it sounds like you need some Nabalm in your pocket. Nabalm, that's N-A-E-B-A-L-M, is an all-natural skin and body balm handmade right here in Portland. Nabalm products use a base of organic olive oil and beeswax followed by an infusion of therapeutic essential oils, each of which provides all sorts of benefit. Oh yes, and they smell amazing. To learn more, check out nabalm.com or search Nabalm on Facebook or Instagram. Do you have sex questions? Do you want help learning new techniques, communicating with a partner, opening a relationship, or exploring kink? Sex and intimacy coach Stella Harris can help. Visit her office in Portland or connect via Skype to take your intimate life to the next level. Learn more and schedule at www.stellaharris.net or follow her on Instagram at Stella Harris Erotica. Write to pillow talk at strangebedfellowspdx.com. Mm-hmm. Very clever. It's a long it. one, we're, though. We're clever people. We're clever, but <laughs> I need to be more concise. How about that? Uh, the sex dolls thing. Who found this article? I did. Did you? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The first sentence is ridiculous sex doll brothels are apparently the future of sex work <laughs> which is like it's not the future of sex work it's just like a something that will it's be just in another the future. option yeah it's not going to replace like living people oh my god but i mean at least not in this fucking century come on um what's funny though is i guess they're making uh they're making sex dolls that will sometimes not be in the mood interesting yeah and not want to fuck you Interesting. So I'm going to take so, this to a turn. Reality. Do, is there is there a feature on the doll where it's actually saying no so that people can act out their sexual assault fantasies on these dolls? Because oh, I would be okay God. with that. Yeah. No, yes, I would be okay with that as well. Yeah. Would you? Mm-hmm. Actually, that's true. I don't think that was the intended. I think there I mean, I thought I, there was a little like cluster of articles kind of around this but mm-hmm. that was talking about... Um, that some of them they were making them this way in order to teach people more about consent. No, but that's of course fucking, there's no. going to be somebody that's right. going to be like, yeah, yeah, say no. You know, but what? I feel like if they had a, an outlet for that and there was right. like something for them to do, then I feel like the know. sex doll that could be teaching a person consent could be used in a workshop to teach consent to maybe like severely like disabled adults mm-hmm. yeah. or something mm-hmm. but the sex doll that says no and then might start screaming and crying is the sex doll i want sold to the person who wants to rape someone because right. get it out that well, way I, yeah that's true i don't know how um 
I don't really know how. Yeah, it didn't really specify like how it it signals to you that it's not in the mood. <laughs> like I don't know if a, a little headache? robot voice goes, "Stop it! I have a headache," yeah. or like, <laughs> "I'm, I'm watching The Bachelor. Yeah, maybe later, or <laughs> you know, maybe keep trying, but not that way." Yeah, I don't know. Or so, maybe it just shuts itself off, <laughs> right? <laughs> so it pussy welds shut, and that's just it. <laughs> Shutting down now. <laughs> Um, Disney Not done sequence. recharging. Yeah, <laughs> you like hold it for like a couple minutes straight to see if it comes back on. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness! So, I have. I'm like, do we have the same vibrator? Because exactly. I okay, we do. Like I'm holding it. Why yeah, is right. This? It's the lights on, but nothing. It won't. <sighs> so let's talk about these sex dolls. Oh my god, uh, I, that um, is the concept of like you know they always like oh. We make all these robots and now, you know, McDonald's workers won't even have jobs anymore because they have the little center you can go to. And like mm. the idea that sex work will become obsolete now that there's sex dolls, I think it's just like wild. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Sex work will always be impacted by technology. Yes. Like, certainly the strip clubs are way less busy and lucrative than they were two decades ago pre internet or right. like three decades right. ago, you know, whatever. Certainly. We know that to be true. We hear mm-hmm. that from the women who have been alive and working that long. <laughs> and we hear it from the customers too. Um, but so it'll move it around and things mm-hmm. will funnel off. But like people are always going to want touch. And in terms of them existing, sex dolls existing in, it says Russia, Canada, and soon the United States. Um, it says that they're more likely to be successful in places where prostitution is illegal. Well, but if prostitution's uh, illegal, I feel like those like sanctimonious local municipalities are not going to allow this type of business to open. Right. I mean, if you anyway, can order it from the internet. Oh, you mean and just have your own sex doll and yeah. not go to a sex doll brothel? Yeah. yeah. I wonder if that, I mean, I don't know why. It'd be a huge package, but I don't see why that's not the case yeah. at some point. But I mean, why, should, why shouldn't they? You know, if you're, if you're fucking lonely and you don't have access to an escort or a prostitute and for whatever reason you don't have a partner, like, why mm-hmm. should you mm-hmm. be alone? Like, why shouldn't you have some sort of, like, facsimile of mm-hmm. human That's contact, how I know that you're old you know? school because you're, you're like a prostitute. I wish there was a better I, word. I don't know what it is, though. Full Hoker service. Doesn't feel full service full worker. Full service sex yeah. worker. Yeah. All right, sorry. <laughs> I'll, but I'll it, let yeah, you know. That is a long word. I know. It, I wish, and I was just talking to a full service sex worker about this. She's like, she's like, God, I wish she used the word prostitute. She's like, I'm using, you know, blah, 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 prostitution. And I was like, God, don't you wish there was a better word? She's like, yeah, I do. But she's like, I am one. So I'm going to use it. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. go nuts. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I don't care about these sex dolls in the way that so many fucking pretend feminists are like, this is objectifying no women. Uh, no, honey, dude. we are already fucking objectified. These I mean, are yeah. dolls. These are dolls. Barbies are as objectifying as these are. Except that it's all fantasy. I mean, I guess one would fear that their husband or boyfriend would just like leave them all together. Well, <laughs> I feel like that's where a lot of it. For this doll? Yeah. Well, like, would it be kind of like... How about is your personality? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to actually victim blame on this one. If you're upset that you're, someone's going to replace you with a yeah. sex robot, you have no personality or not a good one. Like something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think, I mean, maybe also someone would argue that, I mean, it just would perpetuate this concept of fantasy and you know the victoria's secret and porn that's unrealistic and you know that's right, true because how, that are, because how is a real woman's body ever gonna ma- like yeah. 
measure up to yeah. like a custom designed. Right. Well, but, so here's know, the difference. Victoria's Secret is heavily marketed to women right. in order true. to please men. Mm-hmm. This item is marketed to the men who want to please themselves. No, that's true. That's true. And Valid. I guess maybe I would rather having you like project that shit onto a doll uh-huh. than project that uh-huh. onto me. Hell yeah. yeah. No, I would agree. And I, it would like maybe almost like thin the herd a little bit. Maybe the men or the women that I would like want to have in intercourse with would, you know, be the ones that are like still here and be like, no, I don't, I don't have a doll. I'm fine. Well, you know, they're making them for women too. I mm-hmm. guess they started. So I don't know. Maybe when I'm 80 and I'm just, I'm still going to want to get laid and maybe I'll order Robot Henry or like <laughs> whoever. So whatever it is, there. God. I mean, if there was like speed controls and ways we can adjust it, then hell oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there will be. be. Yeah, I'm sure they'll find a way to make them like thrust away, and uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, it says that can sex robots give consent? No, because they're inanimate objects. No, let's talk about how we can actually teach people to talk about sex. Yeah, and consent. Instead yeah. of being mad that they're buying an adult-sized Barbie doll that you can penetrate. Like, also, who <laughs> made their bar? Who made their Barbies have sex when they were little? I did. I did too. Yeah. 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 Did I? Did they consent? I don't know. They're fucking Barbies. I, might, I made mine like little like little outfits out of electrical tape that Ooh. were like kinky. <laughs> I'm telling you, Jen, bondage has got to be your thing. I think I it know, is. It's I just know. expensive. We'll it's an expensive hobby. Uh, I don't need another. I know you can't afford it. Hobby. I know. I know. Um, what about this smart dress? This drink company Schweppes, that uh, beverage company. No, made. they make ginger ale. Yeah, they <laughs> created a quote smart dress to prove women get groped at clubs. Oh my god. Oh, wow. E.J. Dixon. This is my former. Uh, Oh, editor wrote this. Okay, E.J. Dixon's a pretty prolific writer. They wrote this for Vox.com. Uh, and it says that an advertising agency did a partnership with Schweppes. And they made three dresses or a dress that three different women wore to a nightclub in Brazil. And the dress is embedded with sensors that register pressure from touch. So when the women were subjected to unwanted touching, data from the dress was transferred to the control center via Wi-Fi and the area of the dress where they had been touched lit up. (laughs) All told, the women spent a little less than four hours at the club and were groped a total of 157 times. I love that we have to keep doing studies I'm to sorry. prove to men what we already fucking just, know. Just <laughs> listen just, to us. Just listen to us. Oh my god, I don't want to scream too loud, but just listen to what we're saying. That is, I am blown away. Or like, oh, water is wet. Well, let's stick something in it and like see if that's actually true. No, it is. It's wet. Yeah. What, what is wet? What does it mean to be wet? Well, they wouldn't know because they fucking never make us wet. Yeah, but Can maybe you're just perceiving consent? it as wet, but you know, in reality, oh, maybe yeah. you're just having a moment or so oh, you're on your God. period and you're just think it's wet, but it's not. Christ. No, oh, it is. Yeah, thank you for pointing out how ridiculous that is because there's part of me that's like, oh, that's kind of interesting. And I'm like, wait, why? Well, a bunch of yeah. my, so a bunch of my male friends on Facebook, bless your hearts for trying to be woke. Like, I really appreciate it. But yeah, I, but this was like reposted on my Facebook feed like three times with a little sad cry a little sad cry face from some of my guy friends and i'm like oh honey does this make you sad you you're just noticing this like this has just been brought to your attention Mm-hmm. You know, and you're like clearly not listening. Like, listen to us. We've been saying this people, forever. even though I guess I would be interested in how, like, how exactly the touch is registered. I will mm-hmm. say though, I feel like people just really don't get 
personal space anymore. Yeah. I'm really big on personal space. Like I will go out of my way not to brush people. I'm just weird like that. I don't. You're not weird like that. I'm so not, you need to I'm reframe a, your attitude around yourself constantly. Yeah, that's what but I'm be like, striving for. But I'm like, yes. I can get kind of extreme about it. Like I'll avoid crowded situations because I can't stand the thought sometimes and somebody's coat brushing up against my face. I don't want to smell your that. hair, you know? And, yeah. and I don't mean to shit on just shit on men because plenty of women are space invaders oh, yeah. too but men are very bad about it and i don't sometimes i'm like i don't think that you mean you just don't even notice how big you are yeah. and that it mm-hmm. and that you're just bumping into yeah. me oh i didn't see you there she didn't fucking look because mm-hmm. you're not considerate mm-hmm. Ugh, mm-hmm. so i had a woman after a comedy show after i did one of my like very sexual jokes that you know makes me very vulnerable and you know makes people feel like that they're connected to me and this woman came up to me she's like that was so funny i loved it and went into me and touched my face (gasps) and then like lingered on me like because she felt like because i was so sexually open i must be so sexually you know like Mm -hmm. just open to like people being i was like no i'm like oh my god and my friend was standing like did that just happen i'm like it did (laughs) like this woman just like touched me horrifying and like women will do that too all the time they're like oh they'll just touch your shoulder oh you look so great oh i love this and i'm like i'm not here to be interacted with you I yell at people so much nowadays. I've gotten really, I don't give fucks anymore. Like people will try to compliment me, women, men, anyone, especially when I was working in the service industry, like barista, they'd be like, oh, that's really cool hair. That's really cool, whatever. I'm like, I didn't do any of this for you. So don't talk to me and don't touch me. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask you to do this. I would never, I can't imagine just like reaching out and touching Someone's a stranger face. like that. I'm just not touch oh god yeah i just if you if you see me walk through a crowd i literally <laughs> walk like this i'm like oh jen has her yeah. hands in little like balls in little up balls to her, like i really don't want to in her neck with her yeah. elbows into her chest and you hate when people then go oh can i help you do you feel uncomfortable and they want to touch you now even more uh-huh. and you're like showing them all of the that's predatory yeah i worked um i worked at a bartending job once the manager that i really didn't like I didn't like the owner like he was very just very micromanager and he was bitching at me about something and I was just kind of ignored like the best way to deal with him is to ignore him and he reached out kind of shook me a little bit to get my attention and I went ape shit yeah don't ever fucking touch me do not touch me it don't do that to get my attention Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how did that go no 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 um not well he just kept going But I didn't work there much longer. (laughs) I was like, I can't do this shit with you. (laughs) Yeah, it's it is frustrating when people want to make. They're like, no, listen to me. I'm talking to you right now. Like, Like, I I know you, but like, I I wasn't responding to you for a reason. Fucking baby. Yeah. Mm, I have so many. Yeah, I had a rough. Like I said, I had a rough Friday the other night, (sighs) and now I'm. I go into the club again too. People are really interesting with their space invasions, and I've gotten a lot better with. I'll stick my finger straight into the chest and just kind of push him back a little bit that's good yeah i'm like oh you're a little bit close because you can say almost anything if you and say go, it with but a i smile. wasn't touch- gonna touch you i'm like but you're leaning in like you're going to so yeah. you know just or else i just don't want you that close like i don't mind talking to you but do you have to be this close to me do you mm-hmm. have to mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh. oh and this guy i did that to the other shift he uh he bought a dance actually bought a dance after that he came up to me and was like so what's your name blah blah and i just kind of pushed him back because he was like to my basically my forehead like immediately clutching his beer this sweaty little curly hair in my face I just kind of was like you're a little close so we ended up buying a dance later just one song 
and uh he said okay and at the end i was like thank you very much and he's like yeah it's better than a poke in the chest so he he had noticed and he'd remembered and i said yeah you got really close to me immediately and that makes me uncomfortable and he was like <laughs> but it was very satisfying to me i'm like you felt that and it worked you mm-hmm. didn't even fight it yeah like you Good. knew you knew you little fucker just like those people at the coffee you ever go to the coffee shop and it's completely empty and you sit down and then someone fucking comes sits next to you <laughs> yeah. and it's like look around at this whole all these empty spaces where you could be sitting yet here you are sitting next to me i had lunch with a customer two like, days I'll ago and that leave. happened too when we were waiting there were four chairs and it was me and my customer and then two empty seats next to me and a guy came and sat right next to me and i looked at the chair and i looked at him and i looked at my customer and i looked at the chair and i looked at him and i was like what's the matter with that one? <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> and then they were like your table's ready and i seriously i was like fuck, fuck. and yeah, my poor customer is just like don't don't do this now please don't do this <laughs> I now. Just, yeah i just leave <laughs> i just get up and walk out i'm like i can't i can't do this shit so no. mad oh jenna what was your can you mm, i don't mm-hmm. know if that's too much to ask i was gonna say the the joke that you told that the woman touched your face about i was gonna say is there any way you can tell it in the patreon yeah. In the oh, after show. To. Ooh, would oh, you? Yeah. I like yeah. telling jokes, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Definitely. good. We get a joke and we get to talk about butt stuff. Tell us show. a joke. Yeah, no, I will. <laughs> You're a comedian. <laughs> That's like the comedian equivalent of what's your real name? Tell me your story. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me tell you everything, but also follow me and validate me, mm-hmm. please. please. Tell everyone where they can follow you and validate you again, please. Okay, yes. Um, Jenna with a smile. Um, Jenna with a straw. I also do a podcast. It's a uh, bachelor and bachelorette recap podcast with my good friend Danica. Um, she's hilarious. And it is called Date Card Pod. Mm-hmm. When you say bachelor and bachelorette, what yeah. does that mean? The television show on ABC. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. that's hilarious. I'm sorry. Okay. It's okay. bad. <laughs> okay. No, that's great. No, we talk. It's actually great because we're, you know, two queer feminists. So we talk about all the like problematic aspects of the shows oh cool you know um as well as also being fans of the shows because it's just like trash tv you get into mm-hmm. it you know mm-hmm. like remember That's fun. oh man remember rock of love oh yeah you remember i used to work with daisy oh, God. <laughs> at a club in denver she's actually such a sweet person yeah. and she is really nice oh my god you know, a lot of these people are probably really good people deep down but they play these characters on right TV right right you're like oh boy hey, uh, she was just trying to you know get a leg up out of denver <laughs> as as you do aren't we all just trying to get a right. leg up oh yeah right. okay um, cool and then look for your comic strip on yeah, fridays for, uh, last fridays of every month you can follow us also on instagram at comic strip pdx and for information on my smut show as well as the portland queer comedy festival that is um, co-produced by belinda carroll i run the social media for that and that's at the uh, pdx queer comedy fest all on um instagram nice and it's great we're coming back for our third year this year Good. Thank mm-hmm. you, Jenna Vesper. Thank All you. Right. Everybody go to patreon.com. Listen to the rest of it. All right. Bye, Jen. Bye. 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 For more Strange Bedfellows, check us out on patreon.com forward slash strange bedfellows and become a supporter for access to behind the scenes material and extra content. My name is Elle Stanger, and you can find me at stripperwriter.com and on Instagram at stripperwriter. And my name is Jen. You can reach me on strangebedfellowspdx.com. <laughs>